Hello, People's Church family. We get another opportunity to worship together, church online, in all of our homes. But listen to me. I cannot wait to see your face in the place at all of our locations. There's nothing like being in the room. There's nothing like worshiping together as a church family at all of our locations. And I am just excited for the day we get to come back together and lift up Jesus. But I just want to welcome all of our locations, and I want to just mention you by name. A huge shout out to the People's Church Indianapolis family. Love you so much. I know Pastor Chris is so excited to preach again. He's, he's ministering so powerfully on Friday nights, but I know he's ready to see your face again and, at Indianapolis. And a shout out to our Northwest campus and everybody at Northwest and our Midwest City campus. A huge shout out to all of you. Love you so much. And a shout out to our Oklahoma City campus. Love all of you at our Oklahoma City location. And a huge shout out to the ladies at Mabel Bassett. Love you all so much. Thinking about you. Pray for you all the time. And I do want to just say welcome to all of our guests. If you're with us for the first time, or maybe you're just brand new with us, maybe two or three times, I'm so glad you're here. I really do hope that you take a moment and fill out the connection card. We want to know how we can connect with you better, how we can help you on your spiritual journey. So thanks for doing that for us. And, and a huge welcome to People's Church today. And I, I do want to just kind of update some of you because you're wondering as our, our state leaders have made announcements about Starting May the 3rd, churches can start meeting again with restrictions. And you might be wondering, Pastor, when are we going to start meeting again in Oklahoma? Now, that's not the case in Indianapolis. The, the state has not yet released information about when churches can start meeting again. But here in Oklahoma, they have. And what I want you to know is we have not decided an exact date on when we're going to start worshiping again. Let, let me say this to you. Your safety is important to me. Uh, you being safe as we worship together is valuable to me and our staff. And so I don't want to set a date. I kind of want to just watch things just for a little while, just, just, just kind of keep my eye on the data, see how things are trending. But I would say in the next week or two, I will feel confident as a leader to be able to give you a date. So that'll be coming soon. But what you need to know is I am so excited for us to worship again together. I'm believing even this coronavirus in Jesus' name is going to keep just declining all the cases. I'm going to believe in Jesus' name. We'll be back in our locations, lifting up Jesus, helping people know God, grow in God, discover their purpose, and make a difference. It is right around the corner, and I'm looking forward to updating you with more information in the very near future. I, I do want to just say this to our doctors, our nurses, those in the medical profession, I'm going to be wanting to connect with you in the next couple of weeks and just have a time of prayer with you via Zoom. And so I'll be giving you more information here in the near future. I also want to connect with our business owners. I know 
Oklahoma, primarily most people work for a small business, for a company. And I want to meet with our business owners and well, as well and just add value to you. Just be able to speak into your life and help you with all that you're leading through as, as many places of business have been closed or working from home. And I want to just help you as a business leader. And, and listen to me today. If you own a business, would you email me at business at peopleschurch.tv, business at peopleschurch.tv. TV, and I'm going to be connecting with you via Zoom on a Zoom link call together and just investing your leadership. All of our medical profession, I'll be reaching out to you and giving you more information in the very near future. Thank you for all that you're doing on the front lines and for making a difference. Come on, fill up the chat line right now. Fill up the chat line and just show some love to all of those in the medical profession, all of those on the front lines, all of those working in the grocery stores, all of those that are hard at work interacting with the public. Thank you for what you are doing. I pray for you all the time. Well, today I, I want to talk to you about this series, Good News. I, I'm fired up about this series, Good News. Right now, there's a lot of bad news. I mean, the spreading of this virus. Thousands have been infected, and many have lost their lives the bad news of schools closing and businesses closing and people are feeling isolated and lonely. Depression is rising. The economy has taken incredible hits. Job loss is at an all-time high. Fear is, has been skyrocketing. Domestic abuse is on the rise due to this pandemic. We're hearing so much bad news, and the bad news is overshadowing any of the good news. And what I want to do today is I want to help you see that there's good news even in the middle of the bad news. There was a, a train on, on the West Coast in California, and, and this was a two-engine train, and, and the train took off with, with a lot of passengers on the train, and as the train was making its way up, up through the West Coast, heading east and, and heading towards Colorado, and, and one of the engines blew out on this two-engine train. And, and the engineer thought to himself, things are going to be okay. I'm going to get to Denver, and then we'll get the, the, the first engine repaired so that we can have two engines for the train. And so he continued to press on with the train with one engine. And, and all of a sudden, the second engine went out on the train. And the engineer thought to himself, this is not good. This is bad news. This train has stopped. He peeked out the window, and they were in the middle of nowhere. He knew it would be hours before they could get those engines back up and running. And so he had to announce to all of the passengers the bad news. And so the engineer, he, he got on the speaker, calm. he got on the, on the speaker, and he, and he said to all of, the, of all of the passengers, hey, I've got some bad news for you but I also have some good news. He said, let me give you the bad news first. The bad news is both of the engines went out and we are stuck 
here for hours until we can get the engines fixed. So you're going to be late to wherever you're headed to. But the good news is you didn't travel today by plane. Come on, you know what I'm talking about right there? That's funny right there. Listen, there's always good news even in the bad news, because if they would have been traveling by plane, you get the picture. You know what I'm talking about. They were still alive. They, they made it. They were okay. There's always good news, even in the midst of bad news. And I want you to know situations are rough right now. Situations are tough right now in America and around the world. But I want you to realize there is more to the story. As we look around our world and see a lot of bad news, I want you to know there's more to the story. There is good news in the midst of the bad news. Here's what you got to take away today. With God, there is always more to the story. And today, we're going to look at a story in John chapter number 11. And in this story, we stumble upon bad news. There's this man named Lazarus, he was a dear friend of Jesus, and Jesus got word from Mary and Martha, Lazarus' sister, that Lazarus was severely sick. And Jesus was in another town when the word got to him, and they, they asked Jesus to come quickly because they wanted Jesus to help their brother. It's bad news. And Jesus stayed where he was a little longer. And Lazarus died. Bad news, sickness, death, things are not going well. And I want you to see what Jesus says. His response is so interesting when he finds out about this news in John chapter 11 and, and verse number 4. It says, when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for, for God's glory so that, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Jesus says two words that I want to focus on for the rest of this message. He says, so that. He said, there's some bad news about Lazarus, but this is not the whole story. You got to get the rest of the story. No matter how bad the news is, there's always a so that. I want to talk to you about that today. There's always a so that. Even when you don't see it, there's a so that. Even when you don't feel it, there's a so that. With God, there's always a so that. Matter of fact, in this story with Lazarus, it goes on to say in John chapter 11 and verse 14, so then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there. So that, we, we see those two words again, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. What a peculiar statement. He's dead, and for your sake, Jesus says, I'm glad I was not there, so that you may believe. Well, what Jesus is saying is there's more to the story. It's bad. There's bad news, but, but he said this will not, this death, listen to me. He says it happened so that you may believe. Wow. 
So, so that your faith will be strengthened. So, so that you will grow spiritually. And if you're not familiar with this story, you're not familiar with the Bible, I just want you to know I'm so glad that you're here today. If you're kind of checking out church today, so glad that you are here. And in this story, Lazarus actually rises from the dead. And what I want you to know is no matter how bad the news is, with God, there's always a so that. There's always another part of the story. There's always good news in the middle of the bad news. Come on right now in the comments, would you just start writing so that? Come on, I just need you to do that for me. Just start writing so that. Come on, you're not writing fast enough. Come on, just write so that. So that. So that. I know the news is bad about coronavirus, but there's a so that I know things are happening and, and, and we're just kind of wondering what's going to happen with the economy. Just right. So that there's always a so that with God. And for the next few moments, I want to give you six so that's. Six so that's because there's always good news in the middle of the bad news with God. And the first so that is this, to get your attention, to get your attention. When Lazarus was dead, and Jesus said to Lazarus as he's laid in that tomb, and all of the spectators were, were watching Jesus as, he's come, as he came, and, and they rolled away the stone, and then Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And the Bible says that Lazarus got up out of that tomb, and he walked out the tomb alive and well in his grave clothes. How many of you realize that got everybody's attention? <laughs> what? A dead man is alive? Did you see that? How did that happen? What in the world? Lazarus, I know he was, I know he wasn't breathing. I, I know I saw, I saw him dead. How is he alive again? And listen, God will allow some bad news to happen so that he can get your attention. The Bible says this in Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 34 and 35. Has any God ever tried to take from himself one nation out of another nation by testings, by signs and wonders, by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, or by great and awesome deeds like all the things the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. You were shown these things or you experienced these things or you went through these things. Here's those two words. So that you might know that the Lord is God. Besides him, there is no other. You went through these things so that you would know there is a God and there's no one beside him. And oftentimes for you and I, God will use a bad situation. God will use trials and tribulations to get our attention, to remind us he's God and we're not to remind us he's in control and we're not. And there's a lot of people right now through this coronavirus and this pandemic, God is getting people's attention. 
Oh, I'm not saying that God sent the coronavirus, but I am saying God will take what is bad and cause a so that to happen in people's lives. And you and I are realizing we're not in control. Sometimes we think we're in control. Sometimes we think we are more powerful than, than we really are. We're, not really, we're really not as powerful as we think we are. And God uses this to shake us and to realize he's in control. He is God and we are not. And perhaps through this coronavirus or some good news, God is getting your attention so that. Number two is this. I want you to see this six so that's number two to get your affection, to get your affection. Whenever you experience bad news, remember, there's more to the story. It might be so that God can get your affection or regain your affection. Acts chapter 17 and verse number 26 says this, from one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this, here's those two words again, so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out to him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. Did you catch what the scripture says? It said that God appointed us to be in this time, in this history, to, to live where we are living. And he did that so that we would seek him, reach out to him. Here's what I want you to really grasp. This COVID-19 has not caught God by surprise. This bad news has not caught God off guard. He wanted you and I to be here. He destined us to be here on earth at this time. And he will use this virus perhaps for you. It's a so that moment. God is using this virus because he wants your affection. You've been seeking after some of the wrong things. You've been seeking after popularity, after people, after possessions. And God is saying, no, 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 right now, I, I, it's a so that moment for you. I want your affection back. I want to regain your affection. For some of you, I want to get your affection for the very first time. And God will cause a so that moment to happen for us to seek him and to reach out to him and for, uh, for us to find him. God, during this season, he's trying to draw you close to him. There's always good news in the middle of the bad news. I want you to see a third one here, and that is so that's why, why? To give you direction, to give you direction. Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 13. Listen to this verse. It's really powerful. He says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt so that, those those two words, so that you would no longer be slaves to the Egyptians. So, so God set Israel free from slavery in Egypt over 400 years of slavery. He says, I broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to walk with your heads held high. I love that right there. Enabled you to walk with your heads held high. They walked in freedom with their heads held high. They walked in a direction, in a new direction now to the promised land that God had for their life. And in the middle of this pandemic, God wants to show some of you right now. He has a new direction for your life. 
Right now in the middle of this pandemic, there's a sold that moment for your life. God wants you to experience freedom from that addiction, a new direction. He wants you to experience freedom from that worry and anxiety, that, that new direction. He wants you to experience freedom over depression. He wants you to experience freedom over the addiction. He wants you to experience freedom in your life. I really believe during the middle of this pandemic, God is moving, God is working, God is trying to give people new direction that they would walk in freedom, that people would begin to realize as that, that I'm a child of God. I am more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my testimony. I can walk in freedom. I believe God wants to give you a new direction, new direction for your life, maybe a new direction for your family, maybe a new direction for your marriage, a new direction for your career, a new direction for your future. Don't miss the soul that moment in the middle of this season with God there's always more to the story there's always a so that moment I want you to see a fourth one a fourth one and that is to provide correction to provide correction Psalm chapter 119 and verse 71 says it was good for me to be afflicted so that, there was those words again, so that I might learn your decrees. And sometimes we, we can drift away from God. Sometimes it's just, it's, it's subtle. It's inch by inch. It's, it's little by little, but, but we drift away from God. And, and if you just drift inch by inch, but if you do that every day, you wake up and years from now, you, you find yourself with a lot of distance between you and God. And sometimes God will bring, allow trouble. Sometimes God will allow calamity. Sometimes God will allow you to go through a hard time to bring corrections that you would learn his decrees, that you would, you, you would start serving him because you drifted away from his plan. You drifted away from his purpose for your life. So sometimes God will even use COVID-19 to start to get your attention and to start to correct your life that you would get back in the middle of God's will. I'm not saying God sent COVID-19, but there's always a so that. And perhaps the so that for you is God is wanting to correct you. He's wanting to do a work in you. I know the greatest times in my life that God has spoken to me and got me back on track has been through trials, has been through difficulties, has been through pain. Perhaps God is speaking to you quietly in the middle of the pain. There's always a so that with God. I want you to see a fifth one, a fifth one, a fifth one. And that is to provide protection, to provide protection. Exodus chapter 14 and verse 17 says, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. So, so Israel, if you're not familiar with this Bible story, Israel has been in bondage for 400 years. That Pharaoh has just let the people of Israel go. And they're leaving victorious, walking away from 400 years of slavery. And as they're leaving Israel, 
Egypt and walking away, Pharaoh changes his mind and says, go back and get those Israelites. That's not good news. We've been, we just got free after 400 years. Now we're leaving and we turn back and we look back and the Egyptian army is coming to take us captive. This is not good. But God says, so that I will gain glory. And, and the scripture goes on to say in chapter 14 there and, and verse 25, it says, he jammed the wheels of the chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. And in the middle of the bad news, the Egyptian army come, coming to capture them, the Bible says that God jammed up their wheels on their chariots. Did you realize that if you will follow God, God can jam up the enemy? If you will follow God, God can jam up COVID-19. If you will follow God, God can jam up the devil and his schemes against your life and your family and your future. God has the ability to protect you in the middle of trouble. It says this in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 11. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. God will jam up the devil, jam up the devil if you will follow God in the middle of trouble. It goes on to say in Ephesians 6 and verse 13, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, listen church, it's the day of evil. There's trouble. There's a virus on the loose. Things are happening. Death is happening. Fear is high. It's a, it, this, is, this is the day of evil. When the day of evil comes, you got to have so that you got to know God. You got to put his armor on. Why? You will be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. Then I'm talking to somebody. This is a word from somebody listening to me right now. Stand firm in the day of evil and God will jam up the devil. God will jam up the enemy. Listen, God will get the devil off your life, get the devil off your marriage, off your money, off your business, off your future. Continue to follow God through COVID-19, through all the bad reports. You put on God's armor and you stand firm because God knows how to protect you. There's so that in the middle of the bad news, you got to see that this COVID-19 trouble and any other trouble you'll go through with God, there's always a so that. Number six is this. Number six is this. To lead others to salvation. To lead others to salvation. Psalm 51 verse number 12 says, restore to me the joy of your salvation. In this story here that we're reading about David, King David, a man after God's own heart had just committed adultery with a lady named Bathsheba, had her husband killed. The prophet shows up and speaks to David 
And after the prophet speaks truth to David, David finds himself broken, repenting. It's bad news. And the scripture goes on to say, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. I love this. I love this. David realized God had the power to use all of the bad news to reach people for God, to turn people to God. And I want you to know it's the same thing for you and I. God wants to use all the bad news that we would turn around and share some good news to see people turn to God. That's happening so much right now. Just a couple of weeks ago, and there are stories flooding in like this, just flooding in like this. Matter of fact, we'd love to hear your story. Would you just write your story right there? Just as we wrap up the service, we'd love just to hear how God has changed your life, a testimony of what God has done through this church. One of our church attenders here at People's Church, Easter week, knew a friend of their family. And they're in their 40s, and the family that they know, that, that they're, they're in their 60s, this other family that they know. And as far as they know, they had not been in church any of their life. A lot of drug and alcohol abuse and addiction. But they just reached out to this family friend and just said, hey, would you join me online for Easter services? And guess what? This family friend joined them online for church. And on Easter Sunday, they wrote online and let everybody in the whole chat know that they gave their life to Jesus Christ because in the middle of the bad news there's always a so that can I encourage you in the middle of all this bad news don't lose sight that there is some good news and actually God wants to use you would you use your social media did you realize God has given you a platform to share good news would you put the church's information out? And one of the best things you can do is go share and just share all the sermons and, and share all of, the, uh, all of the marketing about the sermon series and, and like everything that the church puts out and go like the Facebook page and like the YouTube page and comment on everything that the church puts out. Comment on everything. Why? Because it just pushes out the good news to more people. Invite your friends, invite your co-workers, invite your neighbors. Please hear my heart right now. People are hurting. People are desperate. People are looking for answers. And there's a lot of bad news. 
but that's not the whole story. Would you let God use you as an instrument to bring good news to people that people would turn to God in the middle of this pandemic and have their sins forgiven and experience God's love and his grace and his mercy?